feels perfect Other days it just ain't working The good, the bad, the right, the wrong And everything in between Yo, it's crazy, amazing We can turn our heart through the words we say Mountains crumble with every syllable Hope can live or die So speak life Christmas party once a year 
Um, and what they do is uh, they ask they ask you to bring an unwrapped uh, gift for a boy and for a girl, um, and that is your entry into the into the into the event. So, uh, but they like to do it for the you know for their regular uh, customers, and you go and all of the food is free and all of the um, the alcohol is free. So, um, just just a really good um, event hosted by them once a year. So I was happy to definitely um, take some gifts by there and uh, laugh a little bit and eat a little bit, you know, take a couple sips here and there, you know. <laughs> but uh, it was a good time. How, how was your holidays? You know, they were, overall, my holidays were, were good. I didn't um, – I can say, I will say that, that the last, I was thinking about this today, that the last quarter, October, November, December, it's, it's kind of odd that I thought of it as a quarter, but I think that's just kind of because of the work, the, the, the my work is kind of centered around quarters, my job, actually. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking about, wow, this this has by far been the most difficult time of my life these last three months. It just seems like, yeah. you know, like just one thing after another, but uh, I didn't. I did. I didn't do much over the holidays. It was just kind of basic and simple. But uh, one of the things that I, I realized as well is that, um, and I don't know if I've said this on the air, but I had some some water issues in my house that caused um, water damage, basically, and so I had to have new carpet and that kind of stuff and so just the the process of that and and I'm gonna I'm gonna share that tonight because you know when we think about going through things that and I know it sounds crazy but like when your life you're so used to things especially with me with liking my house to be clean and in order and there was dust everywhere matter of fact I was wiping up dust today it's probably why I thought about this because I thought there is more dust I keep finding dust everywhere and so but after after they didn't finish it all, like the re- the repairs were, were not done all at one time, but after the first phase, I instantly started to feel a little better. And so I realized that how when 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 kind of when life is not in order, when when you're used to things being this way and that way, and you know you got your your day kind of planned and, and you expect this, you just kind of have your life as you think, kind of planned out your day, not not even so life, but your day. And when it's yeah. when you when life interrupts, um, how do we go through those things? How do we go through the challenge? And that, in my opinion, tonight's topic because the process of well conforming to the world, thinking about the patterns, renewing your mind, it's all about change, and in in change, you go through. You go through. You have to be always willing to go through and go through and go through. And so how do we go through? How do we go through the process? Um, But overall, no partying for me this year. Um, I didn't do uh, much of anything. Uh, As as a matter of fact, some of the things that, that life bought, to me this this last quarter of the year, I have always wanted, uh, I don't know if I shared this with you, but I've always wanted a a prayer closet. I've always wanted a place that just I can go and pray. Like I used to talk about that all the time when I had Bible study here at the house. 
It's like, I'm going to do a prayer closet. I'm going to do a prayer closet. Never did it. Never did it. So we, we always say what we're going to do, but never did it. But um, I have one now. Love it. Could stay in it. I mean, like, could just stay here. Y'all could feed me through the door. And, and I don't know why it took me so long. Life, you just allow life to pull you away, which we're talking about tonight. You're so conformed, and you mean well. You say it. You need it. You know you want it. Um, you know you need it. We know we need a, a prayer, wherever you do it, in your way. We know we need it. Um, we need it to transform our lives. We need it to not be conformed to this world. So I I am most thankful, I guess, um, for this season or last year's season that it, it, it inspired me and it moved me to action with my, I call it my war room. So, um, I'm thankful for that, but didn't do much of anything other than kind of stick around the house, um, hang out with with friends and family, and just kind of took it easy. So that was my life. Nothing wrong with that. I did hear um, from someone that uh, I've been labeled as one on Facebook that post. You're going to get a kick out of this. Too much spiritual stuff. And uh, I thought, what an award to receive. <laughs> how, how is that yeah, even but, possible that you can post too I much spiritual stuff? I don't know, but I had uh, I ran into a friend, and um, it's funny because I was like, please, please, please. And she's not on Facebook, but, but a, a friend of ours. Uh, you know, said had asked about me and just just kind of said, you know, she posts too much spiritual stuff on Facebook. And I'm like, I'm not on Facebook that much, but yeah, when I do, I'm posting uh, spiritual stuff because that's where I that's that's my goal is to to better my life. And so I wanted to bring that up as we go into this show because you guys, I guess, what we feed ourselves and allow ourselves to see, what we read, what we think. Um, Number one, it's my choice. So, so I really had to, um, I really had to get myself together and remember that I do post spiritual stuff for a reason, so that I don't react and respond to the person's comment. Um, so, I personally, when I post stuff, I do it because I need to grow spiritually, emotionally. I need to grow. And I can't grow. I know. I've gotten to a point, come far, far, long, far enough along in this to know that I cannot feed my mind the world or more of the world than I do spiritual things and stuff. I cannot have more worldly stuff. I cannot than I do spiritual stuff. I've been there, done that. Been there, done that. That's a, that's a place I don't choose to go back to. Um I thought I'd throw that out, Rodney. Any any comments on that? Do I post too much spiritual stuff? Tell me now. Well, again, I don't think that it's possible to post too much spiritual stuff. I think that the person who said that um, probably doesn't post enough spiritual stuff, and so that's why it bothers them. That's that's my only thought. But I think that um, if 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 anything, what needs what we need less of on social media is is <laughs> I'm going to say attention getting or thirsty posts. For example, 
um, we, 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 we don't need these posts that say, well, if I'm going to post this and 99% of you won't read it, okay, so why are you posting it if you know we're not going to read it or if you think that we're not going to read it? Or if you are, let's find out who my real friends are. What? Why are you being so extra? So to me, there are far too many, um, there are far too many cries for attention and cries for help on social media, and not enough inspirational um, things out there. And because of that, your spiritual posts don't fit in. Because it, it has gotten to a point where um, it, it's all about what's trending. And if you're not on the popular bandwagon, if you're not talking about the latest news, if you're not acting like you're an expert in something that you, you, you've never held a job in, then no one really cares what you're, what you're talking about. And so I think that uh, in, in talking about conforming, that's exactly what we've done. People have started to conform. And, well, they haven't started. They, they've been started a long time ago, and they, they're just deep into it now. Uh, just like when it comes to Mondays, everybody now, everybody's complaining about Mondays. Uh, you know, everybody hates Monday. Why? Because the, the, the train left the station a long time ago, and people just started hopping on. So now, if you if you don't say something negative or bad about Mondays, or don't complain about having to go to work on Mondays or being tired and all this stuff on Mondays, and why was the weekend so short and all of this stuff, now you you don't fit in. You're not a part of the crowd. And so, what people do is they they jump on they jump on the bandwagon. So. Everybody hates Mondays. But when people ask me, I'm like, uh, Friday, if any day, my day is Friday, because that's the day I have the least amount of energy. Like, that's it. But I don't, but, but I don't look at life that way. I don't, I don't resent going to work every day. I don't wake up with this, with this attitude, with this mentality that because of, where a day falls during the week, it's it's already going to be bad. No, God said that everything that he made was good, and I believe he made every last day. So how, how can there be a such thing as a bad day? Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Do you, do you feel that there ever, was there ever a time where you, where you do feel you kind of re- regretted uh, the, well, the day, the Monday, I guess if you want to say the Monday or a day, and if so, um, were you at a different mindset at that time? Were you were you different um, than you are now? Um, the the I don't I don't ever recall um, in my life like hating a day because of like like I, I don't recall like just hating a day like uh, now when I was um, when I was younger and in college and I was working. Um, at a warehouse, I did have to be there at 5.30 in the morning during the week, and I had to be there um, at 4.30 in the morning on Saturday. That that I just didn't like because I was like, man, it's just too early in the morning. But, um, you know, I'm more of a, uh, you know, I'm more of a, 
of a midday person, so you know my my best hours are like ten are like ten to two <laughs> like um you know but I, I i do like to sleep in a little late, so you know um if I can get up around eight o'clock like that's like my ideal time like to 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 roll out of bed and and start my day, but I don't ever re- recall like hating a particular day or um, or anything like that. I mean, I I think overall I, I I just try to practice being a positive person, and I try not to let things that I can't control worry me, and so. Um, and so, you know, when I when I see people doing that, a lot of times, just my opinion, I, again, I feel like people are just looking for attention. Like, um, you know, I, I've even gotten to the point where I don't like asking people how they're doing. Because if I ask, if I say, "Hey, how you doing?" Well, I'm here. I I know I know where you are. Like, I'm looking at you. Like, the question was, "How are you doing?" But like. You know, there's this there's this need to oh I'm so tired. Well, do something different, and maybe you won't be so tired all the time. Maybe you won't be so miserable all the time. Like I, I don't know. Like it's just just too much too much negativity. Too too much um mm, too just too many people looking for attention. Right, right. Well, that's just um, me. Though. I can say. Yeah, so, and I, I understand. I, I Now, I do remember times in my life where, oh, gosh, I think I probably dreaded most of the days um, for different reasons. I was I was just in, in different times, different stages of my life, uh, you just feel like you're going through. But like you said, there comes a time when, or, or even how I started the show, I just re- refused, or when I talked about the spiritual, posting too much spiritually, I just refused to operate in in or live um out of I I guess I want to say out of the power of God especially with my thoughts my my attitude cuz right like what you said about you just refuse to to basically respond to things that you have no control of there's so there's so much about life that we don't have control of like the like stuff life happens however when you learn, and we're going to get into going, going to just kind of direct this on into the show. When you realize that you do have control over how you respond, um, even with with our thoughts, we may not have control of the things that 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 come into our our, our mind and the things that we think about. But what do you do? Are you are you at a point where you are in your word enough? Um, praying, meditating. This is not something that I'm saying. This is coming from the word. And so as we are you are you doing that enough to have a discerning spirit, um wisdom, knowledge about about your own life first, about you and what's going on in your life. And so when we think about Romans twelve and two, which is where Rodney and I are gonna come from tonight, um I want to read the, the the verse, and then I want to read the description for the show. And the title for the show is Dare to Be Different, because if you are one who is, I guess, attempting, trying, 
not to not to conform to the to this world. And I love I I, I want to keep patterns in there. But if you're one, then you have to be different. And people should notice that you are different, that there's something very different about you, especially the people who have known you over the course of your life or for a great deal of your life. They should see something different in you. So Romans 12 and 2, um, I think this is probably one of the most consistently quoted verses. I think that we... We speak this verse so many times, so often, or we hear it until it has kind of become just another verse, just just part of the day, part of the world. Oh, it's a powerful verse. But, and it is, and it is even more powerful to you in your life if you really take or seek understanding of it and then apply it. And I think that's where we miss a lot of, a lot of God or, or the power and, and the things that we need to survive um, the spiritual warfare, the, the battle, the everyday battle. And just this verse alone, to, in my opinion, it confirms that that there is spiritual warfare. There is a tugging of which way, what, what side am I on? Am I on this side of the fence or am I on this side? Am I this side today and this one tomorrow? So the first thing is making a decision. Do you, and I'm going to use that word spiritual. I thought it was so timely that I found out about this. Do you <laughs> desire to be spiritual? And then what is that? Do you desire to be spiritual? What is it? And how does it look on you? Are you a, are, are you a great employee for the kingdom, for yourself? And so as, as we start, I'm going to read Romans 12 and 2, then the description, and then Rodney, I'll turn it over to you. Um, and what I was going to do is just kind of break some of the words down uh, after you turn it back over to me. I just wanted to kind of break down conform patterns and then transform and then kind of get into the meat of it. But Romans 12 and 2, do not be conformed to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So, again, we're going to pull out, we're going to dissect, kind of go through this verse and just pull it apart, but some words that, that we really should focus on, and even you after this show, conformed patterns for your life. What, what have you conformed to? What is, what is holding you hostage? What is keeping you from... Seeing every day, as Rodney talked about Monday, seeing every day as a gift. Every day. Even if you have to pull yourself into that gift, because this doesn't mean that you're going to have perfect, a perfect life or you're going to get up every day, hopping, skipping. Because even if I post too much spiritual, let me tell you, I have some, some, some bad days that only the post sometimes get me through or just the, the search of preparing to post it gets me through. That's why I say it's more for me than it is you. If you get something out of it, kudos. I have found that what I search for and post is something that I needed, whether it was yesterday or next week, I tend to come back to that. So, again, Romans 12 and 2 is the focus of tonight's show, and I want to read the details. The great dare to be different. The great enemy to transforming is the conformity to this world, a desire to be socially accepted, 
Rodney hit on that some, the denial of personal truth and the inability to accept complete responsibility for who you are and your current state. In spite of living in a microwave world where the ego is consistently competing for attention and everything is accessible, accepted, and permissible, the majority of us continue to feel disconnected, consistently depressed, confused, and without purpose and passion for life. During this broadcast, we plan to feed your soul and provide information that will assist you in reconnecting with yourself and your truth in order to transform and ignite personal passion for your life's purpose. So, again, coming from 12-2, and some of the questions we asked, what are the patterns of this world, how to determine if you are conformed to the world, and how to renew your mind? think that was all of it. Yes. So Rodney, anything you want to start on? Oh, absolutely. So <laughs> uh you know that this is this is one of my one of my favorite uh scriptures. And No I didn't. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> um what 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 I want what, what I want to start out with, uh I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna uh kind of briefly explain uh, I'm going to talk about the words in, in in the scripture but I'm not going to get into that too much I'm going to let you do that but the problem no, that go ahead Ronnie go ahead go ahead do, do it cuz I can I can come back on what whatever you say I can I can still move forward so get yours out cuz it may help someone differently including Okay me. well the, the the problem when you look at this this scripture the problem that we are seeing today is, is like so many other things, we are doing the opposite of what the scripture says. It says, be not conformed, but be ye transformed. So today we are conforming instead of transforming. We are jumping on everything that the world throws at us. Every time something changes, we change every time something goes out and comes in we jump on it and i'm going to say this uh we all have seen um seen or heard about uh Kimberell uh the sermon that she did on uh homosexuality and we 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 saw what happened as a result of her of her sermon. Um, she was even supposed to appear on the Ella DeGeneres show, um, so that was canceled, and and she's lost some other things um, as a result of what she said. Well, over the past several years, you've heard a lot of discussion about homosexuality, and then even in the church. And so there are people who say that they are Christians. Um, and I've heard this myself, you know, just, just listening uh, to the radio and, and listening to them talk about the, the, the whole situation and, and watching things on TV. And there are people who say that they are Christians and that they go by the Bible. Well, if you are a Christian and you go by the Bible, um, 
then what is wrong with what she said if she was preaching from scriptures that talk about homosexuality? To me, the society we live in today tells people what they should think, what they should say, and what they should do. And if you do anything differently, then you will be judged, um, you will be condemned, you will be thrown to the wolves, um, you will be made to feel like you are the worst human being walking this earth. Now, regardless of where you stand on any issue, as long as you are not disrespectful, I don't understand why we all have to agree on the same thing. I don't understand why we all have to think the same way. And then we'll we'll say, well, everybody's different. Well, if everybody's different, then accept the fact that not everybody's going to believe what you believe. Accept the fact that not everybody is going to say, hey, I'm okay with homosexuality. But in our society, because it is such a sensitive topic, because it is a, it is a sensitive issue, um, and it has become a civil rights issue now, um, and people are fighting for laws and, and bathroom privileges and everything else. Because of all this, if you come out and say, hey, I do not believe in homosexuality, now you're being judged or you're being called uh, homophobic or, you know, you're such a hateful person. But whatever happens to people, being able to believe in what they believe in. But what she did was she stood up for what she believed in. She was not afraid to preach what she read in the Bible. And I think, to me, we don't have enough of that. And to me, if you are someone who is afraid to... um come from certain scriptures or or, or, or preach certain scriptures, um, to me that's that, that's the same thing as, as uh the people who avoid a lot of scriptures and talk about tithes and offerings all the time. If you're gonna preach the Bible, preach the whole Bible. Even in the Bible it says preach in season, preach out of season. And if you are someone who say that you believe in the Bible or you try to live by the Bible then you cannot deny what is in the Bible. But there are people who have abandoned certain scriptures in the Bible. Why? Because they believe that it is going to get them in some trouble with people, not necessarily God, but it is going to get them in trouble with people. And God forbid we don't ever want to be in trouble with people because we need people to talk to us every day. We need people to call us. We need people to text us. We need to feel a part of something, a part of everybody's circle. Instead of being like Jesus, who we say that we believe in and that we that we love and, um, and all of these things, and saying, you know what, here's what the Bible says. I understand you're going to stone me to death, but I got I to tell you what the Bible says because I would rather be in your doghouse than to be in the doghouse of my of my father. Tammy? Rodney? 
Okay. Yep. Okay. You done? Yep. Well, I'm going to go back. Why don't you, I want to, before we move forward, because you said a lot there. Um, and one of the things you said, of course, everyone is different. And something came to mind that I think should follow that and follows it perfectly. But God is the same. Yesterday, mm-hmm. today, and tomorrow. You know, and then some other things I thought about, um, we are just so quiet. We are too quiet as believers of God. Even in the way that we live our lives, we're so quiet. And I thought about that when when you're saying that we don't want to upset people. You know, we allowed prayer to be taken out of school. But now we have young children, young girls, if they want to go in the boys' bathroom, they can. Young boy, young, young, vice versa, young boys who want to go in the girls' bathroom or girls who want to go in the boy, if they see themselves as a young man, they can. And some, I've heard that some schools may even have bathrooms built, but we took prayer out of school and we didn't say anything, me included. I'm at a age mm-hmm. now where I could fight that. I could at least attempt it. I think about the young boy who wanted to read his Bible in his spare time. I believe it was a Bible, something spiritual, and the teacher had an issue with that. We're too quiet. Mm-hmm. And that is a part of conforming because if it, if it becomes a part of you and you believe in this word, like Romans says, that we've been shown so much until there's no reason that we should doubt, no reason that we should doubt, but many do. But let's sit aside the many that are unbelievers or, or just choose not to believe or not quite there. What about us? What do we look like? And when you think about conforming, it is basically our behavior in accordance with, the, with, with what's accepted, what's socially accepted, the way that things are done, the standards of this world. Do we mm-hmm. do the same? Do we look the same? Do we talk the same? Do we think the same? Do we fear the same? Do we overcome in the same way? Do we go through in the same way? These are things to think yeah. about. And if we do, then how are we to be a light? in the midst of someone's darkness? How are we to spread the gospel? How are we to tell, how am I to tell you about this God I serve if I crumble every Monday, as Ronnie said, if I crumble every Monday rather than seeing every day, every day Mm -hmm. as a new opportunity? Social media. Have we conformed? Does social media keep you from, do you post more words on social media than you read the word <laughs> in any given day or month? I mean, really? Like, do, do you? Just for today alone. I can, I can, it's gotten to the point where I can tell when I've not spent time, whether it's just in prayer, silence, like what you just mentioned about this uh, pastor, 
So uh, mm-hmm. I've not seen it, had not heard about it until someone bought it up this weekend. I had not heard about it, have not seen it because mm-hmm. I've had little Facebook, I've had little TV, and don't do a lot of the radio unless I'm in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, we have to find ways and ask ourselves at first, and that's why I said your truth. What 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 keeps you bound? What feeds you? What feeds you? What 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 is your eyes seeing? Because we retain information, fifty percent of what we see and hear, we we retain up to fifty percent more. So you think about what are you looking at? What is okay with you, or 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 does your desire for what you look at on TV or listen to on the radio? Is it changing? doesn't mean you have to become instant overnight, but are you seeing? And that's what transformed is about. It's a thorough or dramatic change in your character. And I'm going to say, and appearance. We should be different. We should be different. So maybe this is why, as as we wrote in the description, in spite of all this stuff, why are we, why are so many of us on medication? We take pills to wake up, pills to stay up, pills to go to bed. Why are we so sick in the mind? Why is divorce and depression at its highest? And some some will some will say different, like, oh, it's not as bad as they make us. In the world I'm in, marriages are not, and even if they are existing, they're just existing. And you think about what God says about marriage and becoming one. Does the Christian marriage look different? Does your Christian husband treat you different? Does the Christian wife treat her husband different? Is there a difference? And I would say no. For the most part, for the most part, I would say no. And so conformed, again, your behavior in accordance with, with, with what's socially accepted or the way something's done. Transform. A dramatic change um, in appearance, and, I'm, and again, I'm going to say in character, and I'm going to say appearance as well. Um, and patterns is another one I wanted to pull out. And I know I see that you know Romans 12 and 2. It's not patterns. I don't think is in every uh, verse. It just depends on uh, what you're reading from. But I, I like it in there because we need to find out what what our pat what are we what patterns are we following. What's your model? What's your foundation? What's your platform for life? What have you allowed to be the platform for your life? Speaking on marriage, if you're coming from a family uh, where you rarely get to see people be successful in marriage, that doesn't mean, again, without issues, without challenges. Successful, happy feeding one another spiritually, emotionally, financially, understanding that you're just crazy today, but that's okay. That kind, patience, 
or we just in our ego, you know, wanting the ego to be fed. It's all about me, when, what, how I want it, where I want it, and that's it. And if it's anything outside of that, then something's wrong with the other person. Something's wrong, and it's not me. So are we being led by our egos and falling into being conformed to patterns rather than being transformed? And running with, with us, but Butterfly Evolution, Galatians 2, it made me think about Galatians 2.20, and I want to read that. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Because it tells you there should be some changing. Even to to yourself, you should start to recognize, I didn't respond the same. I didn't let that affect me the same. Yesterday, Brian and I was sitting here talking today, and we had a, an, an incident yesterday. Well, not really an incident, but just, just a challenging moment. And I, I was sharing with him that I found myself where I would I would typically react to it, the situation or, or, or person, and instead of reacting and allowing it to change my mood, I mean, it, everyone would have noticed it before because I would just shut down. But what I did yesterday was I just decided that I was going to pray silently so that I that I was accountable for my attitude and my response to the situation. And it helped. It doesn't mean I wasn't frustrated. It doesn't mean I wasn't a little agitated. But I did not react in a way that was ungodly. And that's <laughs> where you have to me, I had to pat myself on the back today because that means – I got to take responsibility for who I say I am, not let what you do or how you act make me respond and totally, totally step out of character. Because remember, transform says your appearance or character thoroughly and dramatically changes. Doesn't make any of us perfect by far, but it means we are growing in Christ. From glory to glory, we are growing. We are changing. Rather than, than, than being conformed and being okay. Like Rodney said, everything that comes up that is new, we, we, we tap right into it. I've even started to think about my cell phone. I mean, I literally have started to hate my cell phone when I think about how much money I pay for this cell phone and how much money I pay every month on this cell phone. And you think about cell phone, all the extras, the cell phone, the cable. If you add that up, just that alone, what you spend a month, do we have a do we have the right to say that our needs are not being met because they're not a need? It's gotten so bad where cell phones are seven, eight hundred, nine hundred dollars, Rodney. And then you mm-hmm. see seven-year-olds walking around with a seven, eight-hundred-dollar cell phone. What does a seven-year-old? What does a sixteen-year-old need with one? <laughs> but yet, Sammy, I didn't. But I didn't yet, get, I, <laughs> go ahead. 
No, I said, but yet we complain that we can't we can't buy this. We can't, you know, Rodney, if you send a project home, if you send a child home and they need supplies for a project, oh, boy, did you do that? <laughs> we don't have money for that. No, we do not. And we're going to get so free and reduced lunch with, with Jordan's on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Tammy, I want to jump in here and read something uh, uh, as as soon as you're ready. uh, Let me know. I'm ready. Go ahead. Go for it. So 2 Timothy, the third chapter, verses 1 through 7, um, when when you were talking about um, us being sick and and, and having uh, so many many reasons for taking medication, um, I, I had heard of the world will become weaker and wiser, but for whatever reason, I, I could never find the scripture that says it. So I don't know if there's something something that uh, was just told to me or whether there is really a scripture and I can't find it. But um, there is. Right. Looking I'm gonna for, be looking right okay, in 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 looking for it, um, I did come across this, um, and it's Second Timothy, the third chapter, verses one through seven, and it says, "This know also." That in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unfaithful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. That sounds like... um, a huge part of our society today. That 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 sounds like something. Uh, those sounds like a lot of things that we see um, all the time. And and when you look at um, not just the generation uh, of children that are born today, but if you look at people who have been here since the 40s and the 50s and the 60s, you watch people's behaviors, and even they have started to conform. Even they want to be. Uh, 75 going on 19 or in their 50s uh-huh. and trying to keep people in their 20s and instead of leading the way, instead of setting the example, uh, things that they were never allowed to get away with, um, they're letting kids get away with uh, where they knew they would have gotten all of their teeth knocked out for, for talking back. Their kids talk back and they laugh. Um so we're we're seeing a lot of things happening today that were revealed in the Bible, which was written a long time ago. And so when you talk about uh, where we are as a society, um, we are a sick society, if you ask me. There are a lot of things that have just um, plagued the society, that, that have ailed the society. And I'm one of those people that believe um, – what goes on mentally and spiritually does have an effect on you physically. 
I believe that stress is the number one killer out there. I know cancer is big. I know there are sexually transmitted diseases, but I believe that stress is the number one is the number one killer. Um, just because, no matter what is going on with people, um, if they are someone who's always smiling, someone who always has a kind word, someone who's always positive, uh, those people tend to uh, live better lives. I'm not going to say they live longer, but they tend to live better lives. And so um, it, it, it was just interesting to me that um, I found this um, right after you were talking about um, what's going on with our society today. I mean, I've never seen so many children um, need medication. I've, I've never seen so many adults need medication. And, I mean, if you look at our society, um, we have become weaker. Um, kids yeah. don't go outside and, and play like they used to. Uh, nobody's in shape. Everybody's obese. Uh, we, When we go to the grocery store, you know, we look for that parking spot that's right by the door. Why? Because we don't want to walk. <laughs> you know, we, we, we've just become that society. And We'll we'll make a New Year's resolution. Hey, I'm going to live a healthier life, and then we hit the gym for two weeks, and then we don't hit it again until January first comes around the next year. I mean, we we just don't have it in us to be mobile people, to get out and and, and to walk around and and to move around and, and and to just do different things that will help us. And I believe that. Um, a lot of it is spiritual and mental, and I, and, and this this uh, passage right here. I mean, I think it describes a lot of what we see going on in our society now. Bonnie, you you said something about um, older people. Um, it seems today that that people who should not everyone, but there are a lot of people who are grandparents and great-grandparents who for some reason, and I'm not saying you sit down and you whistle, whistle up and you become old and gray and, and and look forward to your cane, but there is something or there used to be something very graceful about age, and I, and I, and I think it had a lot to do more with wisdom. Um, and And with that wisdom, knowledge of it, and a great deal of understanding to the point where you were able to apply all of this to your life based on the word of God, your relationship with God, your growth in God. And it seems to me that we have the knowledge of God because, again, with all that that happens in the world, um, there's so many things. I feel that, like, like you could find something that makes you go, well, wait a minute, then there's something here. But so we have the knowledge. What you choose to, mm-hmm. what side you choose to be on that, but it seems that we are not growing, growing, growing into that wisdom to where you can you can now feed someone like me, forty eight. Like there used to be, there used to be examples, and people were 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 um, proud to be an example and to tell you and 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 like you said they may not doesn't mean you're going to live uh forever doesn't mean that you're going to have this 6000 square foot home but you had joy you had peace you had strength you had fight you had faith 
You didn't live a fearful life. You know, I, I, I still to this day love to hear stories where, and, and I think I can apply that to my own life, to where it seems that food just did not go away like you could, like grandparents back then could cook and feed everybody. Everybody that stopped by to get a, to eat or just to say hi, go and get you something to eat. And you just seen people come and go and go and come. It just seems like we depended we we depended on God for more. And whereas now everything is like like we said in the description, it's a microwave world. And so, in some sense, I think that we feel that our spiritual life, that our godly life, that all of that, God, then you should just be right there and put it upon me. You should just, you should just abracadabra, kaboom, put, put, put this on me. Give me whatever I need, whatever I want. And we, this is in spite of not, we are not reading the word. We're not praying. And those people back in those days who grew old gracefully, who you, you took pride and pleasure in, um, just helping them get a bag out of the car or they drop something, you're there before they can think about picking it up just because they're grace and and experience of that grace that that they didn't have to tell you. You could see it. It was it was visible and it meant something. Today I mean, I see people who are grandparents and you and, and you're trying to I'm trying to figure out, well, Y'all must shop at the same place. Um, you you got the same hairstyle, like the twenty year old hairstyle, and it's just crazy to me. It's crazy. It's crazy. Miss yeah. Arlene, who's one of our, our our regular listeners, she says even with and taking reversing it with our young people, she says today that we don't give young people anything to grow up for or to grow into. Our young That's people have, fifth, right, the fifth graders, they're dying. I remember this has been probably 20 years ago. At that time, I remember my first crazy moment when I had a fifth grader come in and she had gotten her hair dyed. And I thought, you got your hair dyed? What is this? Fifth grade. And this was 20 year, at least 20 years ago. Fifth grade. Mm. So now you can imagine, I can only imagine, these little ones, hair dyed, ear, you know, piercings everywhere, tattoos if they want, if mom, mama, daddy signed for it or whomever, seven, $800 cell phones, every pair of shoes you want. We don't give them anything to work for or to grow into. Yeah. Tammy, I want to, I want to share, I want to share a personal story. Um, okay. And, and, and I'm going to share this because I think it falls right in line uh, with what we're talking about. And I think the person uh, who 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 going to mention it and what I'm saying, if they were listening, um, I think they would be okay with it. Um, so growing up, I wasn't really that kid who, who fit in. I, I, I just wasn't. And I don't remember if I ever tried to, maybe. I'm thinking that I did. But I know that when I was in high school, I really did not care um, about fitting in. It just it just wasn't my thing. Um, I, I took more pride 
in looking differently than than everyone else. I took I took pride in talking differently than everyone else and and being being mature and and making better decisions and things like that. And don't get me wrong, I was I was a little sneaky, but for the most part, like I just took pride in being different uh, when I was in high school. And because of that, you know, uh, the the Jordans were very popular. Well. I didn't. I didn't wear them. I left. I found a pair that was like forty or fifty bucks, and usually they were a couple years old or whatever. But um, you know, I, I I just didn't do that. Well, I had a lot of friends who um, who did. Uh, a lot of a lot of kids at school they did. I mean, they would uh, whenever a new pair of Jordans came out, just like it, just like now, um, people would. Uh, there were there were some kids who came to school late. Because they went and got the Jordan, they went and got the new Jordans. Um, because they wanted to have them on the day they came out, or they wanted to be the first people with them. Because uh, it was a competition, it was a fashion show, and I just wasn't that person. Like I, I, I didn't see the value in waking up at four or five in the morning and going standing outside of a mall and waiting for it to open up just to say, "Oh, I got the the new Jordans." Um, that just wasn't my thing. But my stepbrother, that was his thing. Um, he was he was very into that. I mean, he 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 was definitely one of those people who um, tried to keep up with everything uh, that was going on, everything that was popular. And he used to, you know, uh, tease me all the time about my style and the way and the way that I did things. I remember I remember being in college, and he said. You got to be an awfully lonely person to go to the movies by yourself. And I said, no, actually, I had a great time. Like, but I, but I used to do that. Like, I, I didn't even need people to hang out with. I would go bowling by myself. I would go to the movies. I would, you know, go to eat. I, I just did things by myself because I did not like the the those worldly things were just not appealing to me. I, I didn't need um, that attention. I didn't need. Uh, to be surrounded with people all the time, especially if they meant me no good. I just I just didn't need all of that. Well, my brother used to pick on me all the time um, because I wasn't like that, because I didn't have to have certain things, because I didn't care about certain things. He used to pick on me all the time. Well, his desire for those worldly things eventually got him in trouble because it wasn't like he was, uh, like he went, you know, like he was a successful businessman, or like he went to college and landed this this, this big time job, you know, where he was making six figures and could afford all of these things, or he was making millions of dollars. So he ended up doing things um, to get the money, um, to be able to live this lifestyle in front of everybody. And it eventually got him in trouble. So if you look at our lives now, my brother is is doing some time. But I think my brother has learned. I think he had to go the route in order to learn. But if you look at it like, you know, growing up, there was all of this pressure on me to live this lifestyle. Well, I never... Um, I never surrendered to that pressure. So here you have my brother who used to always tease me, but if you look at our lives now, he's doing time and 
I'm I'm here with 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 my wife. I get up and go to work every day. I don't make a whole lot of money, but I make enough money to live the life that I want to live. And so for everyone who's listening, even if there's a kid listening or if you talk to to kids, help them to understand that they don't have to fall into the trap. They don't have to fall into the peer pressure. And like I tell my basketball players all the time, when I was coach, when I coach the boys, I talk to them about the girls. When I coach the girls, I talk to the girls about the boys. You will have plenty of time down the road for all of that stuff for boyfriends and girlfriends. And when you get to college, you're going to look back on the girls that you were crazy about in middle school and high school and wonder why you ever liked them in the first place because people change, and you're going to start to see some of them, their lives are going to change, and you're like, man, I remember when they were cool. I remember when she looked like this. I remember when he was this. And now you've gone on and you've met people from other parts of the of the world, and now your conversation is different. Now you're looking at people like, oh man, like things are things are just uh, different. And when you continue to go out in life, like you'll find that you can live the best life possible by never conforming to the world. You can live the best life possible without getting in trouble or without robbing banks or without selling drugs or without prostitution. Like you, you can, or without relying on other people, you can go out and actually have a good life. And what you think is fun now is much more fun when you don't have to look over your shoulder. It's much more fun when you're surrounded by um, you're surrounded by educated people or you're, you're sitting in a room and you know that, that you have the smallest job in the room or you make the least amount of money and there are people who sitting in there who make ten times as much as you do, but here you are in the midst of these people learning things from these people or getting things from these people. It's so much better. And so I hope that if nothing else, people take away that you don't want to live that life of conformity because all it does is makes you look like somebody who you are not to the point where you no longer know who you are anymore. No one knows who you are, and then you don't know who you are. And while we say, oh, I'm an individual, if you're doing the same thing as everybody else, how are you an individual? You are a conformer. But like the scripture says, don't conform. Transform by the renewing of your mind, which means you had a new mind, but you got off track. So guess what? You need a renewed mind. You need to go back and revisit those. You need. You, I think we all need to evaluate ourselves, evaluate our lives, reflect on every aspect of your life, and ask yourself, where is it that you need a change? 
what is it that is going well in your life that if you make one small change, it would make it even better? Rodney, um, you blessed me with that one for sure. You reminded me of some of my my childhood woes, according to the world. Um, the same with the shoes. Matter of fact, I I had my first pair of Nikes last year. I got my first pair of Nikes ever, and I'm 48 years old, and they, they actually came as a gift. And I'm so naive to it. Um, and and <laughs> Brandon, Brandon, was, Brandon was so tickled. Uh, my son was so outdone that his mom had some Nikes <laughs> to the point where he was he was recording me because I had him on. And he said, you look so cute in your – and this is where he got me. He's recording, and he said, in your Air Force Ones, I was like, are these Air Force Ones? <laughs> <laughs> I did not know. I did not know. And so, of course, he Snapchatted it, you know, put it on Snapchat. I guess I said that right. And because, uh, I mean, I didn't know that I had Air Force Ones. I just thought, okay, I got some Nikes. And they came from, like, the Nike whatever um, center where you can go and buy them at a discount um, yeah. there. But I had no idea that I had on Air Force Ones. But I actually kind of like them. They're all white. They're clean and, and, to, and cut. But I, it also reminded me of when I was in middle school, and I'm going to call his name out because he used to talk about me so bad. This guy, Michael Barber, he would always say, here here comes Tammy Gator with those buddies on. Because I always wore just the white, like, 3 $4 pair. I don't know if they were that much at that time. And I loved them. I just, I never wanted my mom to pay 40 and $50 for a pair of shoes. I just never I just never had a desire for it. And so mm-hmm. at the same time with my life now, same and I'm I find myself getting getting back to a place, even like with the cable and the cell phones, I'm seeing the the, the craziness in this. Like I literally have in my hand an eight hundred dollar cell phone. I must be a fool. Like this is like the last six months or so. Like this is crazy. And then, and I think too because they don't work. Like they're not. Yeah. They're not smart. Like I'm telling people, I don't. You're saying these TVs are smart TVs. They are not smart. <laughs> Neither are these phones <laughs> that we are paying so much money for. They're not <laughs> smart. Yeah. Yet we are. We are. We have to have them. And not only are we paying the money for them, what are we getting out of them? What is it keeping us from? It's keeping us mm-hmm. from, in my day and time, I would sit, stand, whatever, on the front porch, taking care of just peas or whatever. Whatever my grandmother had that she was going to cook, we were picking them or, you know, cleaning them, greens, picking greens. We sit out, and then we got conversation. People would pass by and stop. You would hear stories. You had your, you still had your issues, but th- there was a better sense of connection. We are, we are losing connection with ourselves and with the people who were put, we were put here to do life with. And so, yeah. when you made the, the, the statement that we are, ch- you know, we change. I ask, what are we changing from? Like we get to a point, yeah, we, we change, we change, we change. But you you have to know your truth. What are you changing from? Who are you? 
Who are you and what are you changing? Mm-hmm. And why are you changing? And what do you want that change to accomplish? Who do you want to be? Who did God create you to be? What is your purpose? And if it doesn't mean that it allows you to buy the Air Force Ones right off the shelf, and if it means that, because like teachers, I think teachers should be paid as if they were on Monday night football every Monday. I think one of the hardest jobs to do is to teach and to do it successfully. Yet we allow our teachers to be paid to, to the least. Really. So we not only have we conformed, we've just we've we've become accustomed to this microwave life. Even in my selfishness mm-hmm from having to endure just temporarily because I knew it was a temporary situation with the water damage here in my house, for those of you who come on late, that it got me to a point where you are really tripping over this when there are people who live, their floors are concrete, their floors are dirt. You, this is a temporary situation because it was, you know, during the time, didn't happen during the holidays, but there was just so much that went with it. It was just going through a lot. So it took time to get people out here, the insurance, all of that. It literally, part part of that time, I was just, I felt like I cannot take this. But I needed that. It has made me more appreciative. Mm-hmm. And made me look at myself and, and thought, who are you that you can't walk on concrete for a couple of weeks. Who are you? You have heat. You have a bed. Put some socks on. Put some shoes on. And who are you? And so we have to stop, and we have to be. We have to have some purpose in owning our truth first. Who are you? What are the things that you know about yourself? The thoughts that if we could hear and see and know today that would tell us a bit more about you. What what are those things? And how are you dealing with them? Are you going to deal with them? Are you just continuously going about your being conformed and thinking it's okay? Because, Rodney, what you read is so on point about what we're seeing today in this world. And we're seeing it not just from people who, who will tell you or, or, or admit, I'm of this world. Don't have a problem telling. We, we, we are beginning as Christian people, as believers, to look. We all look the same. We act the same. Mm-hmm. We talk the same. We think the same. Yeah. And it has, and it should be a difference in how we live our lives. So I, I can think about the even even as a little girl riding my and I think I've shared this before my granddad, um, even back in that time my granddaddy had a store and he he started a garbage route saw that there was a need uh, for for the county areas people had to come into town to dump their trash or you know drive away and so my granddad got a truck had his two big trash cans on each side um, and the little, built his railings uh, on the side for those garbage cans to hang on 
And so my grandmother did not drive. And so I would, I would remember, I remember seeing my granddad get up like in the wee hours of the morning, like before day. He would get up, get dressed. He would go out and start the garbage route. He would come back. He would pick me and my grandmother up. He would take my grandmother to the store, get her, get the store open, get her going. And then he would take me to school in the garbage truck, in the garbage truck now. <laughs> and there were kids that would pick at me because you're, going to, you're getting dropped off in a garbage truck. And I was cool mm. with it because my granddad is dropping me off. It didn't matter to me what he was dropping me off in. <laughs> I, did not, I knew that I didn't have to walk and that my granddaddy, was dropping me off, and I I can remember getting out of that truck, running up, you know, to the school, as if I was getting out of a limousine, and it did not bother me that some of the kids thought that was crazy, and I'm like, y'all walk to school, <laughs> how crazy is that? So you have to be strong. I mean, really, mm-hmm. and I think about it now. That would a child probably would kill themselves before they wanted to be dropped off in a garbage truck. They 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 could not take it because we've made them so superficial in everything. Like when Miss Erling said that we don't give them anything to grow into. They don't have consequences. They don't they don't make those choices and suffer those consequences. Mm-hmm. And so we grow up being those adults who have are all in our egos, like I was about these floors, like, and then I got my rude awakening, and that may be why it took so long, you know, God may have just been teaching me a lesson, like, you need to get over your house, get over your house, you know, get over all this (laughs) stuff, (laughs) and so I'm reminded of it, because there literally are people, and, you know, and, and so it's a, it's a growing process and I'm so happy and thrilled that they I have carpet that I am back on and I'm so happy but you would have thought that I would I was never going to get back to normal the way some of the days that I just let it get me down like for no reason no reason stuff it's just stuff it's just stuff and so a lot of the things that we're conformed to or or we are working for it's just stuff it brings no value, but are you feeding your soul? Are you growing? I personally think we, we serve a God that's far too powerful than to not grow and to experience that abundant life. And as Rodney said, it doesn't mean that it's not abundant in the way that this world says you have, you know, you've made it. It's in your peace in your joy, in the simplicity of things. Like, no matter how simple it is, you see the beauty and the joy. If it costs $1 or $1,000, you are thankful. If you have just enough for today, you're thankful. If you will be just as happy with that track phone, which Rodney, as soon as my agreement is out, I'm going to get Oh, you, it's, it's insane. It's insane. Hey, I ain't mad at you. It's insane. Like, I could put literally, you know, a couple hundred dollars in my pocket 
back into my life. That could that could maybe work a little bit less and have a little bit more joy. Live life a little bit more simple. Mm-hmm. So it's just about doing an inventory of your life, seeing where am I conformed? Am I am I conformed or am I transformed? If I'm conformed, how? How do you change it? How do how do Rodney any suggestions on what do we do? Um, what does one do who who who's listening to the show and say, you know, maybe I don't I don't know. Even though this is one of the most frequently used verses, and we use it so much until again, I think we we just kind of don't look into its meaning and how beneficial it is to our lives if we understand and apply it, which is which is something else that we we don't really. Um, Embark upon applying application. We'll get the information, but applying is one thing to get it, to know it, even to understand it. But if you have all of that and you're not applying it in your life day to day, if you're not calling yourself on yourself, calling your ego out, acknowledging when you are wrong, what you need to work on, rather than what someone else is doing and not doing. So, Rodney, what are some of the suggestions that you you would say, I mean, other than than praying, meditating, and, and again, calling yourself out, being, um, holding yourself accountable, I guess, do you have any other ones, others that you can give out? Uh, I think the 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 first thing that needs to happen, Sammy, is that, is that we need to be honest with ourselves, and we need to examine every aspect of our life. And we need to ask ourselves, is this who I really am or is this who I have become because of experiences or because of the people around me or because of um, what's popular or what's trending? Be honest with yourself. Who are you? Do do a Do a self-evaluation. Reflect. Take some time. Even if you're not praying, just take some time and get away from everyone and everything. And and fast and don't eat don't eat anything, don't drink anything. Just take some time, get away fast, and that way there are no distractions. And I tend to think that we we do a much better job of thinking um, when we are in that that quiet place when we when we are fasting. Um, and just be honest about every aspect of your life. Think about the things that you value the most. And, and you know what? Write them down. Write down the things that are a priority to you. Write down, write down everything that matters to you. Write down um, the things that you normally do, the things that you always talk about. Write those things down on a piece of paper. And then ask yourself, and be honest with yourself, why do I do these things? Why is it that I always talk about sports? Is it because that's who I really am, or am I trying to fit in? (laughs) Or is that the people I hang around? Why is it that I feel a need to always go shopping? Is that because I really like shopping, or am I trying to fill a void in my life? 
Why is it that I'm with this man or with this woman? Is it because I really want to be with them or did I settle? Ask yourself, evaluate every aspect of your life and then be honest with yourself. And when you are honest with yourself, don't make any quick decisions, but talk to God and then work to get away from those things that you know are of you, those things that you really don't want to do, those positions you really don't want to be in. Because until we can be honest with ourselves, there's no changing anyway. Because as we all know, the first step to solving a problem is first admitting that there is one. So if you don't see a problem there, you're not gonna you're not gonna change anything. There will be no transformation if you don't think that there's a reason to transform. But like I said earlier, even those things in your life that are good, those things that you are proud of, those things that you know are you they can even be improved. I remember when I was in elementary school, um our teacher had us do this activity. I want to say it was the PE teacher. Um, but our teacher had us go up and jump as high as we could and put a piece of tape on the wall, wherever we wherever we touched it. And then she made us go back and do it again. And we were like, what? Like we, well, this is stupid. But we did it. And the point was, even when you think you've reached your highest point, at some point you can go higher than what you did before. So even those things that are good in our lives, I think we need to find ways to even make those things better. And also understand that uh <laughs> Matthew seven thirteen and 14 says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. So the, the, the gate <laughs> for destruction is wide and broad. And there are going to be a lot of people going through there. But because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth to life, and few there be that find it. So if you are doing something that a whole lot of other people are doing, I'd be very cautious. I'd be very worried. Because usually what everybody is doing is not it is not the right way. Because it's so easy to do the wrong thing. And that's why you find so many people doing the wrong thing, because it's just too easy. And it says the gate that is going to lead you to life is very narrow, and very people find it. But that path to destruction, there are a lot of people on it. And sadly, they're on it and don't even know that they're on it, because they have convinced themselves that it is the right way to go. You could travel from 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 here, Tammy, in Washington D.C. up to New York, and you could see uh, 
everybody taking Route One, right? Which is which is just uh, it, it's a it's a it's a road that really runs from Maine to Florida. That's how that's how long it is. And you can see a lot of people taking that way. And then what what will people do? Oh yeah, everybody's doing that. It must be the right way to go. But I ninety five is the quickest way to go. But that's what we do. We think that because everyone is doing it, it must be the thing to do. And that is not the case. It's not the case. You have to be willing to take that road that's less traveled by. You have to be willing to be that person to be different. That person who is going to say, you know what, this isn't a great idea. I get that everybody's doing it, and I'm going to be talked about and laughed at if I don't do it. But, hey, you know what? I'd rather be that person. The movie Carter High, um, if anybody's seen that movie, the whole football team acting a fool, going around to each other's jobs and, and sticking up the place. There was one guy who said, no, nah, I'm good. I'm not. I'm not doing that. And the day they got busted was the day that they wanted him to do it with them. And all of those guys lost their scholarships. They were going they were going to college on, on full scholarships. I mean, this team was good. They were well known, they were popular. They were all going to, they were all going to college on full scholarships. They lost them. And then the judge sentenced them to crazy things like a hundred years in prison. They eventually got out. But they lost everything. But that one guy who said, I'm not doing this, he got to keep his scholarship, won a national championship in college, and then got to play in the NFL and had a successful career. That one guy who said, you know what, I don't care what y'all say, man, I'm not doing this. Think about the story in the Bible where – I can't remember it word for word or exactly how it went, but when everyone was blessed and they all walked away happy, but one person turned around and said thank you. One person came back and said thank you. Be that one person. Dare to be different. Dare to be that one person. Dare to stick out like a sore thumb doing the right thing. Be that person. Be that person. That that would be my advice, Taylor. Great advice, Rodney. Um, and people start today, like tonight. We're gonna we're gonna get ready to bring it to a close. That's one thing that um, I think this year, Rodney. We haven't talked about this, but but we spent a lot. We spent two hours, and I know there'll be nights that we will go, but. You know, applying. We have to apply. We have to give you guys room to apply. I decided not to put the event out on Facebook um, just because most of the people that listen are not coming from Facebook anyway. And Mm -hmm. I'm trying to be conscious of my time and what I do and who, even with with who I'm um, sharing with. Because, Mm -hmm. like you said, Ronnie, some people just, they have accepted the darkness for the light. And no matter what you do or say, or even how you live, and I think you mentioned this early on in the show, that 
some people they're they're just not gonna like it, and some are not going to 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 see so this year, I'm just gonna pray for God to lead those to lead those people who are searching, who have a desire for mm-hmm. the messages that we bring on Mondays. Mm-hmm. And and that's what it has to be about. So start today. What has, what does your day look like? If you had to sit, summarize, or or if if God returned today for you, for me, what what is on that list? Just for today, what, did you conform today? Have you read your word today? Did you pray today or were you so busy but not so busy for social media, where, whether it be Snapchat, whatever, all the things? So you can do an assessment, an inventory, start with today. So you are responsible where you are, for who you are, and even for tomorrow. We can't change. We can't even change what we have not, did not do earlier. But you can make a choice tonight when you get off here. Hey, I'm going to go read my word. Oh, I'm going to silence my life. I'm going to turn off this TV for a minute. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, have dialogue and monologue with, with I'm going to talk with God and then I'm going to allow God to to speak to me. But we're so busy. And that's, that's one of the, the, the greatest things I think um, for, for people who are trying or have a desire for change and to, to renew their minds is busyness, unproductive busyness. That's a, that I, my opinion, trap trap of the enemy, one of the one of the biggest traps. And we are busy people. Busy, busy people. So mm-hmm. I wanna um read something to you guys and I I, I actually came across this in a couple of years ago in a class that I took, um, understanding poverty. I think it was what it was called. I was we were working on, on a documentary and um, before before I get off, I do want to this, – this person that I was working on this documentary with, I, I learned at the end of the year, passed away. And because I wasn't on Facebook, I didn't hear about it. And that that's sad as well. You know, I think once people, people think, well, we posted it on Facebook, but everybody's not on Facebook every day like that. And so I had, I had not been on Facebook for a while, but um, I learned about it too late, of course. He died December 29th. And his name is Jay Paul, but he attended this class as well. And we started working on the documentary afterwards and worked many long hours. Um, we'd connect and and talk, and a lot of it was about God, um, our lives spiritually and that kind of thing. And so I was looking through some things and, and came across this. And I want to share it because I think it's just, it's, it's, it's just great information to know. Um, I'm going to start with how we learn. And this is kind of breaking down percentage-wise, how we learn. 83% through sight, 11% by hearing, 3.5% through smell, 1.5% through touch, 
and 1% through taste, okay? And then how we retain information, 10% by what we read, 20% by what we see, 30% by what we hear, and 50% by what we see and hear, 70% of what we say as we talk. I'm going to repeat that one. 70% of what we say as we talk, and 90% of what we say as we do. I think that is very important, mainly mm-hmm. because we rarely really think about um, even even as and I can see how this relates to poverty because so many of and this is mainly focused on youth, uh, not just the youth, but down to the point of um, the difference in how young people um, the words that a young person who grows up in in so called poverty the words that he or she hears um, words of, of of you know being validated and uplifted versus the words of a, of a young child who grows up in, I guess, you know, um, the suburbs, or so to speak. So you think about what, what, you're, what you read, if you're reading, what you see. Think about what we watch on television over and over and over again. What, what does it say? What is it feeding us? What is it speaking to us? Um, what we hear. But also important, and maybe even more important, what we say, 70%. And you think about the tongue, there's life or death and the power of the tongue, what we say. And so much of what we say is out of hurt, the ego, pain, uh, fear. I think 75% of the stuff we say could, could, could not be said. And I think, Rodney, you're big on that because you talk about having, having some people say they, they have no intentions of doing. Mm-hmm. So just think about your life and be, be make it about you for a minute. Like Rodney said, silence your life. Write it down. Speak it. <laughs> There's a verse, write the vision and make it plain. What's your vision? And as we prepare to close, The greatest part of Romans 12 and 2 is the last part, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable, the perfect will of God. If we would but silence our life enough, transform, renew our minds, and have that meditation time, that prayer time with God, that reading of the word, so that we will know. We don't have to spend another Monday Waking up another Monday, Rodney talked about that earlier, dreading the day. Because on the other side of that, his perfect will, there's peace, there's happiness. We, we have to be in that, in that state. We have to be getting up doing what we love. It's that thing that we would do for free, that we could do it all day and not be tired. And it, it's funny because sometimes that ends up, Rodney, for me, I'm finding that the one thing that I said I never wanted to do is one of the things that I'm finding that I literally do for free now, <laughs> like, and find so much joy. I can stay up all night, all night, and, t- and usually I do. If I have somewhere to go speak, um, 
like tomorrow, then for the most part, I'm up all night. I'm checking this. I'm I'm just I'm I'm my spirit is just ready. Like I'm waiting. And I could literally do it all day without getting tired. Now when I mm. get back, it's as if it's as if I purge, like, okay, it's I got I gotta stop. So it's funny how when we when we do transform, we go back. Like the whatever we're given that purpose, we're in we're we're competing with the forces that that wants our attention away from that. So it's gonna feed us the world. It's gonna make the world look enticing. Like this is the way, and this is the why, because it's feeding your ego, makes you feel good. <clears throat> but are you happy? Are you happy? Do you have peace? Do you have control over? what you say and what you do and how you think. Do you know how to take those thoughts captive and make them applicable to that purpose? You know what to keep and what to throw out. So I think it was a great point. Start tonight. Write it down, as Rodney said. Evaluate your life. But if we've said nothing else, let it be why. Why should we not be conformed? Why should we transform through the renewing of our mind so that we know God's perfect will? And that may eliminate, not may, that will eliminate a lot of the depression, suicide, in spite of all that we have, a $700 phone, be a smart phone, a smart TV, a smart microwave, smart cars, I guess vacuum cleaners, all that our grandparents never had, but they had joy. They spent time together. I remember when my grandmother got sick, her sisters took turns coming, left their families, and their husbands took, you know, they, they filled in where she was, where, where the sisters were missing. You get sick today, they might come see you at the hospital. But they're going to show up to the funeral now because that's where the kudos are. That's where the kudos are at the funeral. That's where the people are that Rodney talked about. Don't just don't displease the people. So, you guys, it, it's really about us. So, again, Rodney and I come Monday after Monday after Monday. I know we took off some time, and we need that time at the end of the year. But when we, for me, um, I know Rodney's one of the most positive people I think I've ever met, really. And I've only met him one time, but <laughs> of all these years. But <laughs> you really are, Rodney. You really are one of the most positive people. You just seem to accept life as it comes. And um, I'm getting better at that. I'm getting better, for sure. But I can say the shows that we do have helped me get there. But I had to be willing to apply, and I had to dare to be different. I had to say, and I continue to have to say no to my spirit, to my my desires. I have to continue, and that's not always easy. It's not always easy. But there is power in the reading of the word and knowing and, and applying it. There's power in prayer. And there's a verse somewhere that says some things you're only going to get through praying. Yet, 
It's last on our list, if it's on our list. So we're back, and um, I know Rodney is uh, talking. We're going to – right now I don't know if we'll share that tonight, but I, we're just going to do some a little bit more this year. Uh, I'll let Rodney tell you guys about that maybe next Monday, I guess, Rodney, when we get it all together, but timing and all that. But we're we're just we're back and we hope that you guys stay with us this year, but more importantly that you stay with you, that you be true to you. The truth shall set you free. It's not about your mom, your sister, your brother, your husband, your children, your wife. It's not about them. It's really about you. You have to take responsibility so that whatever they need then you're solid enough that you have a foundation, that you know who you are so that you can give them, you can be there. You can pray instead of reacting, responding negatively, coming out of character. So often when I say it's not about them, I mean that stop blaming people. Stop saying I'm like this or I feel like this or I said that because or I did that because. You did that because you made a choice. You said that because of your choice. about you so own up and move forward it's 2017 um, 2016 is gone it, it came and gone so quickly it came and went so quickly and I'm sure there are people listening who had all these things planned for 2017 but we're nine days into it and I think they say about the 10th day many 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 have given up on their on their dreams and they're all on their New Year's resolution and they're already kind of waiting for the end of the year <laughs> to pick back up and start again. <laughs> How do why do we live life that way? So, um, Rodney, that's all for me. If you want to take it over and close it, I don't know. Um, I've been checking the chat line here and there, and I know we didn't tell you guys, but if you have something you want to. Contribute before we bring it to a close. You press the number one. Uh, we'll pull you in. If not, then um, right now I'm gonna turn it over to you. But I am, I am, um, I got it all out. <laughs> well, that is that is that is good to hear. Uh, we do have one comment in the chat room, and that's from uh, our good friend Skyview, and it says, "Happy New Year to everyone. It's going to be a great one. God bless you, real strong." Um, Next Monday, Tammy, I don't know if we're going to do a show because we normally don't do shows on holidays, and next Monday is uh, Martin Luther King Day. Um, But either way, if we end up doing a show, I'll be here. If not, uh, I will be chilling. But next Monday, um, and I I have to get the time, but next Monday I will be speaking at a local community college here. Um, in observance of Martin Luther King Day, so I will definitely uh, let you know how that goes. Um, and the theme of the uh, of the event is a call to come together, uh, the dream. And I will be the uh, the keynote speaker, so I definitely um, do. Uh, appreciate and thank God for for that opportunity. And and, and one. Um, one piece of encouragement for people before I read this quote and uh, and close out the show. 
I published my first book back in 2012, and like everyone else, you're hoping that it it uh, turns you into an instant millionaire. But I I have since learned that the process doesn't work that way, um, and, and it's been a very humbling experience uh, over the past uh, four years, uh, really four and a half years now. But it, it's been a very humbling experience. Um, but what I have found is that what the Bible says about your gift making room for you is is definitely true. Um, and I didn't really like writing, but whenever I had to write for school, I was always good at it. Even when I thought that I was turning in a bunch of junk, I always got um, these uh, refreshing comments back uh, written on the papers. And I'm like, what? Like, you thought this was good? And so um, I always knew I had a bunch of uh, thoughts in me and so things that I wanted to share and ideas and and God did bless me to be a creative person. And so um, I decided to write um, my first book. I was like, you know what, if I'm good at it, if people keep saying I'm good at writing, I might as well start writing. And so while that has not made me an instant millionaire, (laughs) what it has done is open doors for me to, do things that I've always wanted to do, or at least things that I wanted to do as a kid. Let me put it that way. Things that I wanted to do as a kid. Um, And then I kind of got away from them uh, for various reasons. But now those very dreams that I had as a kid, I'm starting to see them uh, come into fruition. So it's definitely a, a humbling experience, and I'm definitely grateful. Um, but I will say I've done a lot of different <laughs> interviews. I've had different speaking engagements, and I never turned any one of them down, never said no. Whenever somebody wanted me to do something, um, I always did it, even though I knew it was for free. Yeah. But to everyone out there who's trying to do anything, start a business, write a book, um, make a music CD, whatever it is that you're trying to do, understand that it's going to take time. It's going to take time. So after everything that I've done for free, Tammy, the last the last uh, workshop I did, I actually got paid for it. I didn't ask to be paid. They just paid me. And next Monday, it's the same thing. Like, they're going to pay me. Now, granted, it's not a whole lot of money, but my point is to everyone out there, don't be afraid to accept the small things. Don't overlook That's the little right. things that God blesses you with. And understand that whatever dreams you have, they can still come true. And if you're like me or like I was and you wanted to become rich, just because you thought that, you know, your product or your service was, you know, everything, lose that mentality. Don't do it for the fame. Don't do it for the glory. Don't do it for the money. Don't do it for any reason other than it is what you want to do and you are looking to be a blessing to other people. Because as long as you stay humble, as long as your reasons 
are right with God, God will bless you. Um, and Tammy, I don't know if you remember, um, there was a there was an older white lady at the education summit. Do you remember? She was a news reporter. Uh, news reporter. I she don't know. From, I can't like, say that. Local I local newspaper. And I probably talked to her then, but I don't remember her face or anything. So, so this lady came, and, and and Tammy can tell you guys like it wasn't like there were a whole lot of people at, at the summit. Um, it turned out to be you know a, a a good event, but there there were not you know a whole lot of people there. However, this lady came, and she came because her boss, you know, I I sent out you know emails everywhere, and her boss saw my email and said, hey, like we have to get out and cover this event. So the lady came and. That lady has, like, reached out to me a number of times, and little did I know that this lady uh, was connected to other people. And so that's how I got this opportunity (laughs) to speak at this community college next Monday. And so that's why I'm telling you guys who are listening, don't ever take things for granted. And I know you've heard that probably a million times in your life, but don't ever take anything for granted. You never know who is going to be where you are supposed to be putting forth your best effort. You never know who's going to be there. And so when you do things, don't be discouraged by numbers. If you, Like the Education Summit, I was hoping for 200 people. I don't think we got up to 50 and 60. However, the people who were there were supposed to be there. And that, by me doing that, so many positive things came out of that event that you couldn't see with the natural eye. And so to to everyone listening, always, always, always take advantage of every opportunity. I'm going to read this quote. Hey, right, right. Yes, ma'am. Hey, Rodney, before, you know, see, see, you always say something to make me remember. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to just, just really come back to what you're saying because we're, we're kind of in the same boat here. Um, and you guys, I, I literally do forget to, to share stuff with you. Um, but same thing. I was, I did, and, and I always do these free, uh, the Gundy King Youth Conference and I, free, you know, most of the things that I do don't come with with pay, and if it is, it's it's not a lot. But I will be uh, doing a workshop for students on public speaking. And the school that asked me to come do the workshop, I was able to go there last year because they had a representative at one of the Gundy King Youth Conferences that we did who asked me to come to their school to uh, do their to be the keynote speaker for the graduation, and so they were one of the very few people that ever. And I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know that they were gonna. And it was like you said, it, it wasn't much, but I was so taken by the gesture of whoa, I get <laughs> get paid for this one and a gift. But that comes from doing them free, like. I'm not going to turn it down if I can do it because my goal, my mission, our goal here, our mission, Rodney's as well, 
is that we get the message out, and especially to our babies, especially to the youth. I will mm-hmm. take off work to speak to our youth. I will take <laughs> HA off with no pay if I had to, to get in front of the youth. Mm-hmm. And we have to do that. We have to be willing. And God does make room. He does make room. So if you if you have a desire to, and I'm going to speak to somebody because I see them out there, if you love to dance, then offer some children free dance lessons for a while. If you can teach them how. Because you can teach them a whole lot more while you're teaching them to dance. You can feed their little souls and their little minds. You never know who might bring their daughter or their son who may say, hey, you need to do more of this. Don't be afraid to tap into not being complacent. Don't be afraid to, to be different so that you can transform yourself through renewing your mind, so that you can get on the other side of God's perfect will for you. Don't let the world snatch you up. And if it has snatched you up, don't stay. Walk away. Turn. Go. I just want, I wanted to say that, you know, he will make room. He will make room. But you got to first, you got to get out. You got to let him know that you're ready willing, able to go and do, even if it's for free. So as I just wanted to, to share that right now, I'm I'm really, really excited about what you're doing Monday. I'm I'm really excited to be speaking to these kids about public speaking. Um so I thank God for it all. Amen. I'm gonna uh close out with this quote, Tammy. Um and to all of our listeners, and it comes from a guy named David uh, David Icky, I think is how you pronounce it. But he said, the human race is a herd. Here we are, unique, eternal aspects of consciousness with an, an infinity of potential. And we have allowed ourselves to become an unthinking unquestioning blob of conformity and uniformity, a herd. Once we concede to the herd mentality, we can be controlled and directed by a tiny few, and we are. This has been our first episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show, first of what we hope to be many uh, throughout the year in 2017. Uh, we do have some other things that we're discussing uh, that we uh, would like to do this year, so we hope that you guys will stay tuned. And I like Tammy's idea of just God sending people our way who uh, want to be a part of the show or want or need the message that we are putting forth each and every Monday. Uh, please stay in touch with us. We hope that you all have a blessed week. We hope that you have a great night, and we'll see you next week, same time, same station. Good night, everybody.
But I know 